Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Jesus is in the first few moments of his very public ministry, and he's teaching in the synagogue, and folks are amazed at the authority with which he speaks. And today, I want to focus in on that authority, and I want to ask some questions as we explore what has happened here. What's the nature of this authority of Jesus? What does it accomplish, and what does it mean for us today? What is it, what does it do, and what does it mean for you and for me? So what's the nature of this authority? It's the very nature of God. If you look at the Greek word in the gospel for authority, exousia, ex means out of, usio means essence our being, and Jesus is speaking out of his very essence. And we don't know what he is teaching, but they are amazed. We just don't hear the teaching that comes before the exorcism. But if we look to Matthew, say the Sermon on the Mount, we might get a glimpse of the nature of this teaching and authority. Because this is not just another rabbi in the line of Moses. We hear in Deuteronomy that the Lord is going to raise up another prophet who will speak God's word. But this one says things like this. Here's the law. You have heard it said, and that's the law, but I say, so you've heard it said, don't murder, but I say, don't even call your brother a fool. Jesus is not just another rabbi, not just another prophet in the line of prophets given the word of God to speak, but this is the word of God speaking out of his very essence, the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So what does this authority do? So the fellow comes up and he is very spiritually sick. He's demon-possessed, and Jesus rebukes him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. So he sets the man free from demonic power and restores the community. That's what Jesus' authority does. It sets us free, and it makes the community whole as well. So this picture of, of possession in this is, is like the worst possible case scenario of possession. But I think today it might... Do I get to step down here with y'all? Okay, I feel better. I'm kind of clicking in my boots. Um, this, this picture might, of possession might serve for us as a vivid and colorful example of the destructiveness that happens when we are possessed by one thing 
or another in this world when we don't put God at the center of our lives. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, which by the way, January 28th is his feast day, says there are four categories that all of the things that we put at the center of our lives can fall into that aren't God. Four substitutes for God. Wealth, honor, pleasure, and power. And just consider that for just a moment. If you put wealth at the center of your life, you may be possessed with trying to get more and more and more and it never satisfied, or you are possessed by the fear of losing it all. Honor. If we live for the praise of people, what are we going to be possessed by? Always comparing ourselves to the other person. Or if we're on top of the world with whatever we've done, how's our ego that day? We're possessed by self, you know, self-centeredness. And, and so we're, our security, because the next day we're a rock star in the worm, the next day we're in the ground. If we put honor in, at the center, pleasure, we know what can happen, and we take the good gifts of God, food, sex, all the good stuff, and put it at the center of our lives as the meaning of our lives. At the worst case, we're possessed by addiction and we become separated from ourselves, separated from the community. And then finally, power. If we put power at the center of our lives, we're constantly trying to control people in the world. And does that work very well? No. No. And we're possessed by fear all the time when we have lack of control, which is every minute of the day. So what happens when we put those things at the center of our lives, we lose who we are, we lose our connection with God and the community when we turn back to the one who is life, who has authority in love. He loves you and me and cares about our well-being and can gracefully elevate who we are to create us into the men and women we're supposed to be. So Jesus in this picture, in this worst-case scenario, restores the man to wholeness and restores the fractured community because they're separated at that point. Now, it is not lost on me that the first demon that pops up in Mark pops up in church. Glad that never happens these days, that, that, uh, that trouble happens, spiritual sickness happens at church. Well, we all know that's not true because we're prone to hurt one another. In my last context, text, in my last parish, we had a lot of folks that had been hurt by the church joining our community, and often I would hear, oh, I'm so glad we're not like them. And I would always try to say, oh, no, 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 we will hurt one another here. We will hurt you, and odds are we will because we're prone to do that. And I will probably be the first one who does it because I'm always talking. But hopefully, hopefully, and we all pray for this, hopefully we can be the kind of community that when we do hurt one another, it is a safe place to speak the truth in love. It is a safe place to let Jesus' authority guide us to reconciliation. 
that when I hurt you, you can come tell me, and I pray that you give me the opportunity to set things right. And you know what happens? Not in spite of hurting each other, but precisely when we do and we reconcile, we grow in holiness. That's the beauty of a reconciling community under the authority of the loving, self-forgetting essence of Jesus. And on along the way, we get to see miracles. And I hope you'll indulge me for just a moment. I have a hard time keeping good news to myself. This week I heard a story. One of our priests in our diocese, Father Nate, Father Nate Carr, he is the head of a classical school. And this fall he started a program in his classical school, one of the first ones I think in the nation, of nonverbal, most of them, eight out of nine of them were non-ver- are nonverbal, were nonverbal, um, autistic program. And they are together in the school. They join the student body for matins, for worship, for recess, fellowship, noonday prayers and even songs and lunch. And some even go to occasional classes together. Well, not so many weeks ago, one of the nonverbal students spoke his first words in the liturgy, 11 years old. Amen? And the, the community rejoiced, and then another spoke in the liturgy, and then a third spoke. That's the authority that allows us to participate. And that's what, that's what Jesus' authority does. That's what it means for us today. It allows us to participate in the coming of the kingdom. These are in-breakings. Any kind of healing is an in-breaking accomplished by Jesus' death and resurrection, but will be brought to its fullness on the last day, and it breaks in. And we get to be kingdom givers. Christ lives in us. Think about that. His usia, his essence, dwells by virtue of our baptism. We're about to have baptisms. Dwells in us. That means that Christ's authority of God's mission to redeem the world is ours. We are ministers of reconciliation. Given that free gift poured out by God, and remember, we're all on that mission because we're In baptism, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. That's the authority that works in you and me, through you and through me. And we see miracles, tiny miracles if we look for them, and sometimes astounding miracles on display for the glory of God. So today's gospel shows us that we are kingdom bringers. And as N.T. Wright puts it, populating the, very, populating the earth with the very life of heaven. As we minister with the authority of Jesus, the authority which is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, the authority which heals both the individual and the community, which will be, bring about the renewal of all creation on the last day. Amen.